Good day, everybody. Welcome back to another special episode here in the Clubhouse Podcast. Today, we're having our 21st episode. So it's going to be a really, really good one because we're going to have a very special guest. But before everything else, my name is Zach Pena, together with... Miguel Mendoza. And like what Zach said, this is a very special episode. It's an industry that we had before, the sports industry. But today we're going to be talking about basketball. So for everyone interested to become a basketball athlete, or if you're an athlete of a different sport, this episode is for you. So let me introduce our special guest for today. He is a Gilas Pilipinas men's basketball team member, Ateneo men's basketball team member, and UAAP season 79 and 80 junior mythical five member. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dave Ilfonso. Hi, Hi, Dave. Dave. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me here. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for the invite, guys. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. For thank sure. You. For sure. Definitely. Thanks for uh, giving me a few hours off of my um, routine in Conrad Hotel, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so since yeah, you just told us that you're quarantining now in the Conrad Hotel, what yeah. tournament did you just come from? Was this the Gilas? Team. Well, it's uh, it's yeah, it's from the Gilas team. Well, it's not really like a FIBA accredited Gumbaga. It's uh, it was supposed to be our tune-up games for FIBA mm-hmm. Asia Cup, which was supposed to be on August 17 in uh, Indonesia. But you know uh, the how everything's going in Indonesia is like, they're having like so many cases right now, like times four yeah. of what's happening right now in the Philippines. So. They had to pull out. We had to uh, cancel and reschedule eventually. And um, it was rescheduled to next year. So I have a lot of free time right now. And um, at least we had like a few games there. So we could like jealous team and bond this team as well. And, you know, just um, check how our system is as of now and what we need to work on and all that. Yeah. So speaking of your basketball journey, why did you start? Like playing basketball, like what was in your head when you started playing, and how old were you when you started? Well, um, my my basketball the, the basketball thing that uh, that happened is just because of my dad. You know, he's a he's uh, arguably one of the best players in the Philippine history. Yeah. In the NBA. So out. he always yeah shout out. <laughs> OG OG. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pero uh, he he would just you know uh, take me to games. And he would just um, try to influence me a bit. Never really tried to force anything on me. Uh, just really tried to, you know, tell me that I had there's no pressure of whatever I wanted to be. And um, but you know, he he had a little agenda to just give me a ball when I was young. Always, yeah. you know. But you know, uh, he always gave me the clear decision, and I always um, thought that uh, seeing them play, you know, in front of a large crowds and having a bond as a team is, was always cool for me. And I started playing basketball. I think I was six at that. Uh, wow. And then I got into my first varsity team in La Salle Green Hills at seven, I think, grade one or two, seven or eight around that time. And then I was, you know, bench warmer, you know, just trying to feel out the game, how competitive basketball is. And then when I, a few years later, I got, um, I talked to my dad. They said I wanted to make basketball as my career, you know, and then that's where hell started, you know, that's where, <laughs> that's where all the hard work, all the, all the behind the scenes things that uh, people don't see most of the time happen. Yeah. It's, it's actually crazy to think that, well, you said you were coming from like, you know, the bench 
mm-hmm. then you soon saw that okay, I, I can see this as something that can be yeah. a career for me. Like at at, yeah. at what point did you realize from being a bench player that you still wanted to like you still saw a passion in basketball even though like you weren't the best yet at that time. Well, um, you know, uh, as a young kid, I, I was really thankful to have a great circle of trust in my family because they really just gave me all the confidence in the world, you know, and they gave me such patience that even though I wasn't the best yet, they would always give me advice that everyone had to start from somewhere, you know. Um, it's, you, you can't be the best at something like in a snap of a finger or whatever. It's always, you know, it's always the grind. It's always the hustle. It's always uh, the, like the the slow improvement each and every day. So, um, you know, I always, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't really think it would be that hard, you know, to be better and to yeah. train every day. I, I thought it was all, you know, fun and games. And I thought it would be just, um, you know, most of the time chill. But uh, it, I was wrong, of course, because every day, every day is just, um, you got to give your 100%. You got to... Um, leave everything on the court because um, uh, in, the, in the pain and in the struggle is where you find um, the most success and the most uh, blessings. Because yeah. um, the, the harder you work, the luckier you get. That's what they say, you know. And yeah. it's just, yeah, that's how it works. You can't, you can't, you can't really half-ass anything because if you get half-ass, if you give half-ass in, in your work, in your time, and in your practices you get half-assed results as well yeah that's actually a very inspiring story like from being a bench player to being part of the gilas team and then from uap um, mythical five like very inspiring so that's something that i think a lot of people um don't re- also realize like i agree with what you said like a lot of people don't realize the work that you place mm-hmm. and a lot of athletes like they only see like the end product like they don't really mm-hmm. see how much work you place the hustle that you place yeah. as well in the time right so like because when when people see basketball like parang it's so easy to shoot the ball now that's what people say yeah but yep. it's actually very yeah. hard like the, how do you strategize how to get there how yeah. do you get the ball in yeah. um you know and all of those kinds of stuff so with your like for example your gilas um team like how do you train like do you also train individually without the team and everything like that well um yeah uh, ever since i was a kid i always you know had my individual trainings because um, if you just, you know, do the work during practice and, um, I mean, not that it's bad or anything. I mean, giving your hundred percent each and every practice is, is what it's like the bare minimum, but you know, if, if your other opponents, your other peers or your other teammates are having their own, um, one hour, two hour, three hour workouts after or before practice, you know, like the gap between you guys, is going to be bigger and bigger if, unless you do something about it. So, you know, um, individual workouts, uh, like, away from practice time is really a must if you really want to, like, you know, pursue a career in whatever, you know, because uh, let's say in any sport or in any facet in life, you know, you can't just do work during work time because you got you to gotta have your own, like, uh, mentality and your own um, uh, mindset that you're, you're going to want to be better during work time. So you got to do stuff uh, like away from your practice or your work time or whatever, whatever. So that during practices and whatever, um, during practices that the coaches see the work you put in and they see that you, you're, you're, get, you're working on yourself and they give you more opportunities in the real time in games and all that. 
Yeah, when you say that you do like these individual trainings, because I also come mm-hmm. from an athlete background. I play for the Ateneo mm-hmm. baseball team. Yeah. And back in high school or grade school, I would also have individual trainings. But then there were times yeah. where I felt this isn't effective. It's like I'm just mm-hmm. telling myself, oh, I'm working more hours, but is it actually really mm-hmm. productive? So coming from like you, like you're already pretty well known in the in the sport. How do you structure your individual trainings? Like, do you follow a certain video, or do you do what you do in in your team trainings, or yeah? How do you yeah. how do you structure your trainings? Well, uh, lucky for me, you know, I had like my dad, because like um, whenever I would have games, practices, he would always record those games and then see, and we review it right after, you know. Um, like uh, he always gives me tips and pointers and what not to do and what what I did well and what I need to keep on doing. So um, for those people that don't have like uh, <clears throat> someone someone who comes from a like a like an athlete background or anything, you can always ask your coach honestly, because like um, your coach always is gonna look out for you no matter what. If he doesn't, you know, he's an ass coach, but. Um, <laughs> You always have to like really um, have straight up communication, like just the truth and no sugar coating or whatever. When you ask your coach and you just you just ask for like something uh, you can work on, like your weaknesses, because you know sometimes we don't really see what our weaknesses are. Because like we're we always say now we're the best and all that. Like confidence is really key as well, but you sometimes have to like throw away your ego and just have to accept the good criticisms and that's the thing in the philippines there's always going to be criticisms everywhere especially with the filipinos you know always trying to talk about everything and anything but you always have to remember like who you're going to listen to like what criticism is good what criticism is bad and you just have to work on it from there step to step yeah i I like i like what you said about criticism because we also mentioned Mm -hmm. that in one of our episodes before with Timmy Albert where we said that like you have to accept criticism and have a solid group of friends that you trust or people that you trust yeah. and then yep. get feedback from them so that's really good mm-hmm. and it applies not only to sports but in any other industry or yep. profession that you're in right yeah. so mm-hmm. in terms of like for like someone who's aspiring to be a like a great basketball player let, let's say they're mm-hmm. a bench player as well or you know they're just starting their journey mm-hmm. what are like some steps that you um, recommend for them to take besides just practicing well first of all you know if you're a bench player and you want to like um, make something as your career you always have to think it to yourself and you ask yourself now is this something I really love is this something I'm really work uh, willing to put, put the work in is this something I really want to like sacrifice hours of like partying or just going out with friends is it worth it to just sacrifice all of those things all of that friendship just to be able to like um, excel in this thing that I want to be better at. So if you like, if your answer is yes, you know, um, you have to, you have to really like, uh, that's when the actual work starts, you know, because if you, your answer is no, at least you know in yourself now, you know, I'm just doing this for fun, you know, uh, whatever I'm like, whatever happens, I'm just, you know, cool with it. I'm just like chill. I'm just doing this for the jersey because some people do that, you know, they just do it for the jersey, you know, for the for paralang masabi na hey varsity, I'm a varsity, uh, so like yeah. just to get just to get girls, you know, sometimes get, people just get, <laughs> get girls just to get, you know, that's what you say in the club, yeah, I'm a varsity, you know, you know, but, uh, 
yeah, if you really want to take this seriously, because like people don't really realize the sacrifices like the great people put in, you know, like they they don't go out, they don't they discipline themselves, they discipline their bodies. Like it's much more than just like practicing and like just gym workouts and all that. It's much more than that. So like I I saw this video from from YouTube. I think it was like this guy describing how. KD plays, and he says every time he he, yeah. shoot, he shoots a ball, he doesn't celebrate. Every time he's done, if he wins, if he loses, first thing he does, he goes to his parents, hugs them, and every time he steps yeah. on the court, he like taps the his jersey number thirty five. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that was because um his dad passed away mm-hmm. when he was thirty five years old, and basically the mm-hmm. whole gist of the video was saying, oh. KD doesn't just play to win. Like it's more than basketball mm-hmm. for him. He actually plays because he has a yeah. purpose, and it's for his dad, it's yeah. for his family. So, would you have also? Would you suggest like having a purpose, or also like what what would be your purpose for pursuing basketball as your career? Well, yeah, you obviously need to pur- need the purpose, not just you know, not just for the money, or just uh, you know. I mean, it's a great purpose to have like like. Uh, I want to play basketball so that I could raise my family up from poverty and all that. You know, it's a great reason, Talaga. But, you know, since I'm well off, Naman, and I don't really, uh, I don't experience that, Naman. So I, what I always really um, make as a purpose is like to honor God in everything like I do. I want people to see, na parang, you know, I came from nothing, like being a bench warmer to like, I made, uh, I helped, God helped my, God helped me to like, you know, improve each and every day. And just to, um, I just really wanted to honor him in everything I do, you know. Um, and yeah, it's just not basketball, you know. It's it's bigger than that because um, everyone grew up with an idol, you know, like and like their role model, and it would really help, like if if that guy was a good guy off court, because like if he's like a bad guy off court, it's like, Medjo, it's, it's really, it turns you off, you know, because yeah. um, a lot of people are looking up to you, especially in basketball, uh, especially in the Philippines, all the eyes are on you. If you make one wrong move, you know, you just, you know, you're canceled, you know, you know what you say. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, you just have to like always keep a, an, like an outside eye. You have to like uh, need to have a perspective on like what you're gonna do, what you're doing right now, and you just have to um, put it in thought. Na there are some people looking up to you, and um, there are people who want to be in your shoes. And and I don't think if you show them a negative side of you, uh, that they'll, they'll that they'll want to be or they'll want to look up to you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I like that purpose where you offer everything to God and you want to be an inspiration um, towards other people. And yeah, like, th- yeah th- th- that's why we also have the clubhouse to inspire others and to be role yeah. models. So like, exactly. you also mentioned you have idols. So who, are, who are your local and um, international idols like from the PBA or NBA besides your dad? I really watch a lot of PBA, but um, see what NBA. Uh, Luca is one of my idols, and LeBron, you know, LeBron is just a good guy on and off the court, honestly. Like, you never see him, like, get into these um, scandal or, like, or whatever yeah. with his wife, with his family, you know. I mean, he parties and all that, but it's it's normal. And uh, he's just, like, an, a good guy on and off the court. He donates most of his, like, um, earnings to whatever. He built up a school for these kids. 
right. and he's just um you know he's just a exact role model and pe- like that's the thing about being a good guy you know um people try to make you into this something like negative persona na they just try to hate on you but if you look at it like with a blind eye if you like just look at it like how it is you can't hate on the guy because like what what has he done for the community you know he, he gives everything and he shows people that he's helping actually and that he's probably my role model that like on and off the court I like that. So wait, I have a fun question, real quick. So, mm-hmm. yeah, who's the best NBA player, LeBron or MJ? Uh, LeBron, in your perspective, for me, LeBron. For me, it's LeBron. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I get na parang I didn't grow up in the MJ uh, era, but you know, LeBron's size, his skill set, he has the jump shot, he has the passing ability. He's basically and the a stats. center. Yeah, and the stats. He's. I know that it's different eras. Like uh, different people you're playing against, and like uh, the defense and all that, whatever it's different right now. But you can't argue with the stats, and you can't argue with whatever. They, people are just trying to like nitpick on what negative things you know LeBron has done. Like let's say builds a super team and all that. And the team now um, is pretty stacked. <laughs> yeah, the team now is pretty stacked. Yeah, pretty stacked. But you know it's. You can't argue with what he has right now, like and MVPs and all that, and uh, the stats especially because I think the number of triple doubles he has and the number of assists, yeah. I don't think you can compare that with MJ right now. But MJ is a great player, of course. He's he's phenomenal. I think his impact on basketball is just why people think he's the best player in the world, like of all time. Like the impact is, you never see a guy like flying through everywhere you know and like uh like because i saw this documentary once parang nba was dying before michael jordan and like michael jordan bought, brought like the like the what do you call it it's the swag the electricity and like the the fun in basketball back I, i have a question like in terms of actually playing the sport like yeah like a basketball game like was there ever a time where you felt like let's say um example would be like a Three seconds left. You're down like one point. <laughs> like, was there ever like? Does it like make you nervous when the ball is handed on to you, or like what? what what's the feeling of that? Because I think it's such a. Of course, it's an amazing feeling if you shoot it, but if not, yeah. then yeah, you know. <laughs> I think they've had well, a lot of experience that in UAB. Yeah, I did, <laughs> man. But I mean, it's it's a wonderful feeling. You know, all the fans are looking at you. And like the TV, like the yeah. cameras are all on you. Your teammates are counting on you. Your opponents praying that uh, you you trip or you fall or you just miss the shot. You know, it's just like something that you can't really get. The, like the feeling, like that's not in an athlete uh, world. Like only athletes can really feel that thing. And I think, um, yeah, I do get nervous, you know, at times. But um, you just. That's when the the practice and everything that goes on behind the scenes like comes in because you know that you've done this a lot of times with no one watching. So what's the difference now? You know, like um, you've done this shot, you've done this dribble, you've done you've done this move a, a million times, and when in the gym when no one's watching, so like you have all the confidence in the world. That's where the confidence comes in. Like when the when the work you put in is actually um, genuine and like a hundred percent. Like when you uh, translate it into into game, it will be a hundred percent too. It's like what you how you practice 
uh, on in practice time or before practice time or after practice time is how you play in the real game. So do you still get pressured in your like when when you're in that type of like in you're in the game? Like do you still get pressured since you put a lot of work in practice? Well, of course, pressure is a is a natural thing, talaga. And you know, I get pressured sometimes. I, I even get nervous a lot because, especially in the first game, because um, especially in my my first game uh, in my sophomore season, I was like, hey, I I did pretty well in my first year. I can't be, I can't play bad now. You know, it, like all that all that thought is coming into my head. But once like the buzzer stop, the buzzer the buzzer sounds and the game starts and the sweat comes in, you know, that's when. Like it kicks in, uh, like you're you're confident of what you can do. You know what you can do, and your only opponent is yourself. Really, your yourself is the only one who's stopping you. And I think also one of the big factors to building that confidence would, of course, be your team, like your peers, the people who you yeah. train with every yep. single day. So, like, let's say for and you or for Ateneo, how is how is the brotherhood like there for? the team or like did you guys have like i don't know maybe initiations as a rookie or something like that yeah i mean uh, when there's team buildings there's always initiations you know people uh, the players do some you know stupid stuff you know some whatever <laughs> um crazy things they think of to the to the rookies and all that yeah. but you just have to go through it because like that's when the bonds form and that's when the gel is when the team is getting really gelled and be, becoming a solid unit because that's what's really important because you have to trust the guy, uh, the guys next to you, the guy in front of you, the guy behind you. You have to trust them to make the right decision and you have to repay their trust to you whenever the situation is like all on you, Pumbaga. And um, that's when, that's when team building, that's why team buildings are, are a thing to have trust in your teammates and to get your teammates, to get to know your teammates and for them to get to know you as well. 100%. Yeah. So, so like, I, I want to ask you something about your mindset because, you know, there's a lot of athletes and I, I want to say to everyone in different industries that an athlete's mindset is very different and it can also actually be applied to other industries and other professions. So, like, in, in your case, you're, like, we've watched your games, you're a team player, you're also a very solid individual player. So, how do you shape your own mindset? And also to let the, like, you know, the listeners know in case they're, like, having trouble. So, yeah, what's how do you shape your mindset? Well, I shape my mindset in practice, because um well my personal mindset is that I'm the best and no one can stop me. Because like if you ever have like a little bit of doubt in yourself, that's when everything like starts to fall apart. Because eh? um like what I said, your only opponent is yourself. Like the guy in front of you who's defending you doesn't know what you're thinking. And like you can just play around with him. You can just whatever. You can you can do what you want, and I think um, some people think na you know um, well it your mindset should also depend on the role that you've been given to in the team. Because like let's say in the in Gilas right now, um, everyone's a star. You know you can't be you can't you can't ball yeah. hog during in, in this like all star team and all that. So you have to find a role where you fit in. So right now. Like um, I'm not getting as much minutes because there's Dwight Ramos, there's uh, 30, um, there's a lot of great players who are like better or as as good as I am lang. So 
um, you have to show the coach, you have to show like the assistant coaches and the other people that you can excel in something that you don't have to have the attention on you. Like you can do the other stuff like uh, rebound, like defend, pass the ball, create something for the for your other teammates. Because if you try to, I don't know, just try to um, make something out of like um, the play, if you if you try to force stuff, you know, that's when the coaches see na parang um, this, uh, this guy's forcing these things, but this other guy isn't. So who am I going to play? Of course, the guy who doesn't force stuff. So mm-hmm. like you always think about the role in your team. And um, if your if the role in your team is a superstar, you know, just you have to think about like why the coaches think of you as a superstar and why they give you like the trust and all the minutes and all the plays. And you just have to have that trust in yourself and the trust in the coaches as well because that you're de- deserving of what they give you. Yeah. So speaking of the greatest, like you're playing with these greats in UAAP, who would you say is the number, like the best player in UAAP that you've went against? Went against... Um... If I played against Dwight Ramos already, I would say it's Dwight Ramos. Dwight Ramos. Yeah, he's really good. Actually, yeah, really good. He's really good. He's really yeah. good. He's smart. He's... What, 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 um, what he's makes big. his playing style different from like the rest, I guess? He's like a seasoned veteran. Uh, I don't know. He's he's like a point forward. He can actually be a point guard. His skill set is um, like off the charts. And his decision-making is... Like the best I've seen. He's really a great decision maker, yeah. and he's just calm and effective all the time. He's consistent as well, and you know, um, everything that he's getting, all the fame, all the press, is really well deserved. Because yeah. um, I see how hard he works as well, and he's just a great player all around. Yeah. So I I like to ask you this fun question again. Would you rather be, of like the best player in a team that's not so good, or um, like the worst player in a team that's very good? Well, I think I'm lucky enough to be able to have experienced both sides, you know. Okay, yeah, um, you can exp- yeah. I was the I was the best player in NU and uh, wasn't really winning much and that's where I think it's good for me because I got a lot of, you know, I got a lot of hype, I got a lot of press, yeah. got a lot of articles and all that, but you know, at the end of the day what matters is really winning because uh no one really remembers the uh, the best player in the worst team, Kumbaga. It's like, yeah. we were really the worst team. We won two games out of 14. And I was averaging, I was I was always dropping 20 and all that. I was like, it was really just tiring because um, after each and every game in the locker room, I would just be so drained. It's like, there's no sense of like, there's no, like what, what's 25 points, 30 points if you lose by 20 also, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Because uh, that's when, um, that's when, you realize the importance of just being a winner and like right. and how like winning feels, you know. And I mean, you of course you, you wouldn't want to be the worst player in the best team. That's yeah. when you if but <laughs> if you are, you know, that's when you work on it. You have a you have a great program around you if you have a winning team and you have great coaches around you. So you know, you can always ask the coaches what they can work on, how you can get more minutes and how you can just, you know, be more effective in this great team you're in. So it has its like advantages and disadvantages, like both sides. Yeah. So since you yeah. mentioned pala na you're the best player in NU, would you say you're better than your brother? 
Yes, yes. Why <laughs> <laughs> <Go> not? <laughs> I, will, I will go on record on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> miles better. Alright, alright. <laughs> so for for you, Dave Ildefonso, where where do we see your future in basketball? Like after well, college? Um, yeah. Do you plan It's to go NBA? Oh no no no! Uh, that ma, that's un- unrealistic. Now that's that's dreaming too high now for me. I think um, I'm I'm done with the phase. Na parang you know aim high and all that. I'm just I just really want to aim realistically now. And you know it's just unfortunate that COVID hit us in like such a such a bad yeah. time, talaga. Because you know I just transferred from Ateneo and I was really looking forward to you know to getting better under the the program of Ateneo in the college. And since Um, we've been like two years without, I think two, almost two years without UAP, and I think that there won't be any UAP until far down the line next year. Yeah. I, I doubt that as well. So you know, um, you know, I'm trying to make plans. You know, I'm trying to since the international window and the international opportunities are out there now, and they're happening for a lot of players. You know, I want to, uh, I want to. That's my plan, man. Ever since, because you know, if ever. Um, COVID didn't hit, and I graduated from Ateneo a few years after. I would want to play internationally, just like how Thirty did, how Salawan, yeah. Salahavi, and other other players are doing right now. Because you know, um, the the great advantage of like um, being great in college is that PBA play PBA coaches and PBA scouts are always going to have their eye on you. Right. So I think what's what's going good for me is that whatever happens, I think I can be able to play in the PBA. So my plan right now is to be able to um, play internationally, because like right now what I'm doing is like the PBA is gonna be like my like my backup. If ever nothing happens, you know, I don't I don't get I don't get to be able to play in international leagues and all that. So at least the PBA is gonna be is always gonna be there. And right now I'm trying to get some, you know, I'm trying to get some opportunities internationally. That's where I want to play. Yeah, actually, actually, Zach and I were from the Ateneo, and we were very excited for the UAP game because, yeah, again, we're glad to have you back in the Ateneo, and yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to you guys bringing the trophies and everything back to the Ateneo. So, yeah, yeah, and it's, we're also pretty sure that you're gonna make it really big in the basketball scene, seeing how you're you're how? dominating in the sport. I have, a, I have a question regarding like the NBA. Mm-hmm. Do Do you think yeah. Kai Soto? Will get drafted, or will and if ever he does, you think he'll he'll be able to sustain it in the NBA? Yes, that's an absolute yes. I think he'll be drafted in a year or two, maybe like three years at max. And I think he has everything he needs to be able to, yeah. you know, be a force in the NBA. And um, ever since I saw him and I saw him play a year after, I said you're gonna make it to the NBA. I, I always had full confidence in him. You know, yeah. I I tell him every day, na parang, you know, uh, whenever you get to the NBA, whenever you get merged, you know, just give me give me stuff, you know, stuff. <laughs> you know, try to give me tickets, give me tickets and all that. You know, and then I'm, I'm gonna try to get some rookie cards of you. Tapos I'm gonna make him sign all that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like keep all of that. And then when I if ever I go broke, you know, hopefully not. I'll sell all of them and I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> Yeah, shout 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 out to guys, like the clubhouse yeah, and everyone in the Philippines, like full yeah. support. Like we're excited yep. to see what's next. But yeah, for for you, the man, Dave, like 
uh, let's give like more like uh, tips and advice to aspiring basketball players. So for you, what are the top three qualities that you think an aspiring basketball player should have if they want to make it big in basketball? Well, you know, I think everyone just everyone just says the every everyone says the, the things I'm gonna say right now is just so, so repetitive and everything. You know, of course, hard work. You know, um, discipline and um, love for the game. That's the, I think those are the three fundamental factors that you need to be able to um, really get uh, get a lot of success in the in whatever facet in life you you need. And um, I think the most important out of the three is really love for the game. I think that's that's um, that's like not like you can't be successful if you don't love what you're doing you always have mm-hmm. to tell yourself do i love what you're doing do i love what i do do i will i am i willing to sacrifice everything uh just to be able to su- be successful in this um, area i'm in and i think that's when the hard work and that's when the discipline comes in because yeah i also really agree with what you said because that falls into every any type of industry. Like you're supposed to be yeah. passionate and you're supposed to love what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. if you love what you're doing, then it it won't even feel like work to you. Yeah, exactly. Because like, um, because I get the there's there's other reasons that parang you wanna uh make a lot of money for your family and you wanna um you wanna just get popular and all that. But you know the root of all that is just for love for the love for the love of the game or for the love of everything yeah and it also goes to like like if you love what you're doing you're gonna value um your work more and you're gonna understand yep. it more and you're gonna be better yep. in what you do if you actually love yeah. what you're doing so yeah. exactly it's just like it's just like studying math honestly if you, <laughs> like, like we all we all don't get something right algebra geometry and all that we never yeah. get it until we actually want to get it until like right. we're gonna fail or like we're not gonna graduate and then what then that's when we think about it oh i have to I have to study hard for this i have to get it and that's when we actually get it and that's when you know that's when we get successful all right so we know how of course, if you're in a UAAP team, not even just UAAP, but also a part of the Gilas team representing the Philippines, yep. you have all these trainings. But I think we should also take into consideration that we are, or you are a student athlete. So how are you yeah. able to balance your time when it comes to academics with uh, training and basketball in general? Yeah, you know, people when they're asked, when they're, like athletes are asked, na parang, you know, how you balance time, you know, that they give you like a celebrity answer, na parang, you know, student <laughs> athlete first, student first before athlete. So it's, so it's, yeah. But the real, like the real answer, the, the real answer there is, you know, is um, if, if I don't, if I don't pass, I don't play. So that's why, you know, like that's the main, it's like a, it's something you have to do. Like if you want to, or like like you have no choice, kumbaga. Like you really have to pass. You have to um um go to class. You have to pass all these requirements. Because if you don't, you're gonna you're not gonna play. That's you know that's that's behind each and every celebrity a- uh, answer of all the athletes when they're asked why like how they balance it. Like we have to balance it, and um um well 
when how I balance it is just like um, that's really my mindset. Whenever um, like I have to go to class, like when it's early morning, you know, all these online classes, na parang na mga synchronous and the required ones are just. That's when I think about na parang if if I don't if I don't go to class, I won't play. I won't be able to play. I'll get cut from the team. And then yeah. everyone's gonna laugh at me and all that. So like you, you think about those things, and um, that's when you know uh, it kicks in. Parang you have to really um, balance your time, balance your um, academics and all that. And I think it's just much easier now because it's online classes. I think that's one of the pros um, when you're uh, having online classes because that you can easily balance whatever you have to do. Because um, it's like it's it's pretty much learning at your own time and like passing at your own time, and I just balance it right now since I have no practices and all that by, you know, by just be um, making sure like kunyari, like this synchronous class. Do I have to go? Do I have not? Can I not go and all that? But if I don't have to go, I'll just work on other requirements, you know, and all that. If if I do have to go, you know, I'll just um, bear bear it, you know, because I have to. Yeah. Yeah. I really admire how much how you also put a lot of focus and attention to your academics because that really shows how much. You do love what you're doing, which is play basketball. Because, like what you said, if you don't yeah. pass a subject, then you won't be able to do what you love to do, which is yeah. play the sport. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you like, let's say, like an upcoming game is coming up, like how much time do you put like in training so that like people who are also aspiring to become a ba- great basketball player can learn? Well, in training, I, because like. Um, I think the most important um, time to individually improve on yourself is during the off season, because you know um, there are summer games. There are like that's not really your focus. It's like the season is actually your focus and your like your uh, number one priority. So uh, during the off season, that's when you have a lot of time to be able to condition yourself. And to work on the stuff you need to work on, because like there are summer games that you can try new stuff in, and there are um, other opportunities to be able to, you know, um, try and show the coaches that you can have more minutes and they can put more trust in you. And um, I think uh, the off season is really the best um, time to um, whatever you need to work on to work on. When it comes to like these coaches putting their trust in you, was there ever a mm-hmm. time where a, a coach told you to do this, but then you think the better mm-hmm. decision is not to do it, and then let's say it worked out? Like, would you would you either well, go for the coach's opinion or stick to stick to your own decision? Well, in my opinion, uh, I think you should always do what the coach does. You know, <laughs> like because yeah. um, if ever it doesn't work out, at least the blame isn't on you. And, you know, and like, if you do your own agenda, that's when everything, that's when the coaches shout at you. That's when they pull you out of the court. They, they um, give you less minutes. That's, that's when I realized that parang, because like I used to do whatever I wanted to do, you know. And yeah. um, I realized um, pretty, pretty late na, na parang I just really have to do what the coach wants me to do. And if ever there's an opportunity, because like basketball, the sport basketball is just, you know, you can't predict what's going to come. Like I get, because like there are defenses that you don't know what they're going to do and all that. So what if ever like the play doesn't, the play doesn't work and you still have the ball in your hands, that's the, that's the opportunity you get na parang 
you can do what you want. It's like your own read. It's your own decision. Like, go for it. Yeah, I like that. So, like, with yeah. that being said, what what is the greatest challenge or obstacle you've ever faced being an athlete? Being an athlete, siguro um the biggest challenge I had I had to face is really like not getting tired of like the hard work and like the grind and the, the repetitions that I had to put in to be able to improve on myself. Because like uh, people don't get like the sports are just you know. Uh, thousands of reps doing this single thing, this fundamental thing that you find you like you find tedious because like I think uh, the word tedious is always used in each and every sport. It's like when you're at baseball, you have to practice your swing, like oh, how no, many right times man. you know you have yeah. to you have to read each and every ball that's coming onto you, like and then if you're a pitcher, you have to throw the right way. You have to communicate with like the whatever you call it, the catcher, catcher. And then, uh, behind yeah. the batter, yeah. And you just, it's like repetitions, hours and hours of repetitions that you have to like um, suck in and like you have to like um, make muscle memory and all that. Because if you don't go through that, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be as fluid. It's not going to, it's not going to be like a hundred percent and it won't be muscle memory, which you really want to happen. Just another, like, I guess, a fun question. Like, we see how there are NBA players who retire and then they yeah. choose to... Because I don't think you can play basketball, like, when you're old. Because I think it's, like, a really physical sport. Yeah. Which is why yeah. they move on to playing golf. Do you, do, yeah. do you see yourself playing golf in the near future? Or, like... Well, I don't think so because I tried. I really tried the driving range recently. <laughs> oh my god, this is so hard. <laughs> I feel like, I thought, like, like I don't get it. Like, it's why, hard, why yeah. am I hitting the ball wrong? Why am I? Why is it so? Like, why isn't it going so far? Like, <laughs> why is it not I flying? Don't it. Yeah, yeah. Like, why do I? Like, fun fact: when I went to the driving range, because they gave us like a. They gave us like a wooden parang club, like the yeah. wooden, like the end, the end, like yeah. the, the end is like metal, but like the shaft is like wooden. So, uh, yeah. I broke one of those, and I was like, I, I don't. Think <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like a while ago, I remember we like Zach mentioned KD's like pregame routine. Yeah. So, do you also have a pregame? Because I think that's also very important for. Um, athletes to get into like the right mindset when they play. So do you have like a pre-game routine? Well, I don't really have a pre-game routine parang uh, extreme. Like I heard Derek Rose before had like this pre-game routine that was like super weird. Like he would like uh, drip his, <laughs> he would uh, get a hot candle tapos he would drip it on his hands. Like I, I didn't understand like, <laughs> like what's the use for that? Like Shout out Derek Rose. Ch- yeah, Derek Rose. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't understand like why why do you have to do that like but me uh personally I don't really have a, like a pregame r- workout I just really a routine I just really try to you know because like we have scouting reports right we have to we have to study yeah. our own opponent during that game so I just really try to get on that I try to um, um review myself on what they can do and what their defense is what their offense is so uh, so that I you know I can perform better individually I like that Love that. Yeah. yeah, so I'm pretty sure Miguel and I have learned so much value when it comes to basketball and the mindset that you put mm-hmm. into the sport. And I'm pretty sure all our listeners also gained so much insight from that. So with all that being said, 
what would be your one advice to someone who is aspiring to be a future basketball star? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, I think I'll just go back to what I said a lot of times, you know, just make sure whatever you're doing, uh, uh, may it be uh, basketball, baseball, football, or not even a sport like counting or whatever it is, like being a nurse, being a doctor. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just make sure you love what you do and just be passionate about, it, passionate about that that facet in life that you're doing because um, that's when it all starts, you know, because uh, if you have no passion in life, if you have no, nothing that you're, like, you really want to do, I, I mean, what's the purpose, you know, what, why live, honestly, like, you just <laughs> have to find that thing yeah. that you love to do and um, once you find that thing you love to do, you have to, like, hold it with two hands and never let go and just, yeah. you know, try to make the most out of it because, um, you know, uh, our purpose in life isn't really given to us. You know, no one can tell you na parang when you, when you, when you're born, you're gonna be a doctor. You're gonna be a, you're gonna be a mailman. You're gonna be a, uh, you. The purpose in life always comes later in life. You know, it's never, it's never. Uh, you know, sometimes it can be agad agad. Like it's like you know agad na parang I want to do this, but for those na who don't get it like as early as I did or as early as some people did you know always be patient and you know it's always gonna come it's never too late to find your purpose in life and your what you're passionate about yeah I like that and like like that's actually a very common advice that we got in the clubhouse and it's very very valuable that we wanna like yeah. drill in everyone's minds like everyone listening that's mm-hmm. what we wanna drill in your minds to love what you're doing to stay passionate yeah. to you know yep. love the game and everything like that and like what I wanna tell all the aspiring athletes and if you really love what you're doing whatever sport you're in like what every athlete says you have to stay locked in right yeah that's true yeah and I think when it also comes to finding your passion, because I think they're like considering our age, there are a lot of people now in college who are still confused, like you still don't, don't know what they really want to do, which is okay. It's 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 completely normal. Yeah. But then I think since you're not sure yet, it's good to at least like dip your toes in these different experiences just yep. for you to find out what you're good at, what you're best at, and what makes you happy. Yeah, just try yeah, it out, you, you know. Yeah, I feel you what you you're you're saying on that. Because like I, I see a lot of people who are like afraid to try these things. You know, yeah. and, uh, like they're afraid to fail and all that. Like, I mean, you can't find your purpose in life or like what you're passionate about by just, you know, sitting down and just waiting for it. You know, yeah, exactly. like you just have to try different stuff, try different stuff. Just try to get out there and try to really um, uh, find what you're like, like you want, to, what you want to do each and every day, you know. Yeah, like don't like don't try to wait for the opportunity to come. I think you should rather yeah. like make that opportunity happen like yourself. Yeah. Like get get out mm-hmm. of your comfort zone and like just get out there and try yeah. new things. Because if you don't try, you'll never know. That's what they say. So yep. yeah. Like I, I like this episode is really good. It like it really showed us like Zach and I and like every aspiring athlete, every listener, like what goes inside the mind of an athlete and like it, it actually shows that you know the mindset you have the work that you put in is very effective because it shows that you're a very great um, basketball player and zach and i can't see, uh, can't wait to see what the future has for you like the clubhouse zach and i and everyone listening yeah. um yeah we're like giving you our full support for sure thank you guys thank you i just want to say yeah. last time uh, it's just like 
shooting your shot with your crush, guys. It's just shooting your shot. <laughs> Definitely. Like you, Shoot you your shot. 100% of the shots you don't take. You don't take. Just, you just, yeah. you just you go try everything, it. you know. If you if it doesn't work out, you know, on to the next. On to the next. It's all, it's all it ever is, guys. So, that's so true, to that's that, true. <laughs> yeah. So, so Dave, if you, you like to shout out your Instagram or where people can find you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh well I think I want to shout out this podcast you know I think it's <laughs> yeah. great and I want to shout out to them and I think they'll be you know I think they'll be big in the future and I, I see what it. you guys are doing here I see the I see the work I see the love for it and I vibe with you guys and it's gonna be great I Definitely. think it's just gonna you know just gonna take a long time but who cares it's a great experience. Yeah, enjoy the process. Thank you so much, Dave. Yeah. And to everyone listening thank you, thank you. Um, to, to this episode, if you like this episode, don't forget to share it to your friends, your family, or if you know an mm-hmm. athlete that you're close to, then share this because it's like advice that, you know, that you don't really get to uh, receive anywhere. Yeah. So if you guys like the clubhouse, yeah. you receive mentorship from great individuals who've gone through like the different types of experiences. Like it's, it's a really good like way for you to learn. So we hope you take mm-hmm. that. Like you, you don't take it for granted. Like, Keep it in yep. your mind and your heart. And yeah, eventually everyone will also make it and be successful in their own life. So again, yep. to everyone listening, this is the Clubhouse Podcast. Um, my name is Miguel Mendoza, together with Zach Pena. See you all again next Saturday for another special episode.